This is John Floridas. Welcome to Musicians Spotlight. Today we welcome Cyril M.A. It's a good day. It's a good day. Well, it's a good day for singing a song, and it's a good day for moving along. Yes, it's a good day. How could anything go wrong? A good day from morning till night. And it's a good day for shining your shoes, and it's a good day. For losing the blues Everything to gain and nothing to lose It's a good day from morning till night I said to the sun Good morning, sun Rise and shine today You know you gotta get moving If you gotta get showing Then you got the right away Cause it's a good day It's a good day Yes, it's a good day For starting a new it's a good day for thinking of you. It's a good day, and there's so much to do. It's a good day from morning till night. And it's a good day for being yourself. Yes, it's a good day for losing yourself. So it's a good day. Leave your worries on the shelf. It's a good day from morning till This is John Floridas. Welcome to Musicians Spotlight. I'm very pleased to welcome to the program Cyril M.A. Hello. <laughs> Great to be able to feature you on Musicians Spotlight. I will uh, let folks know that CyrilMusic.com is the name of her website. I'm going to spell that for listeners. C-Y-R-I-L-L-E music.com. Move On is the most recent recording project, and that is uh, um, interpretations of the work of Stephen Soundheim. And we'll be talking about that as well as uh, a number of her compositions and recordings and interpretations. Cyril, I have to start out with this. I have interviewed literally hundreds of musicians, and I do believe you are the first one that shares a special day of August 10th with me. Oh, you're a Leo. Yes, yes, August 10th specifically. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm, I'm a few years ahead of you, but other than that, we do share that. <laughs> um, I wanted to say that, um, so I put out the Stephen Sondheim album, uh, that was, I think, two years ago almost, but in this year, I put out another album that's actually exclusive on on patreon do you know this this website patreon.com yes no thank you for informing me of that I, I wasn't aware of that yeah there's a there i put out a, a new album it's a it's a duo album with an incredible piano player from new orleans his name is ryan hansler 
and uh, we went into the studio and we just recorded uh, a few tunes live together and it's called li it's called live uh, it's called just the just you just me mm. and it's it's uh, available on patreon and is that also available through a link on your website yeah yeah you can find it uh, on my website if you go to the music section it'll take you to my patreon page Okay. Well, great. I'm glad to add that to, I think, is it 10 recordings under your name that you've done up to this point? Well, that, that would be number 11, I guess. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped counting. Well, I tried to count anyway. Cyril's music will be familiar to a lot of our listeners, I think, and particularly those who follow jazz very closely. I wanted to start with where you grew up, which I know a lot of folks ask about, and I'm going to try to pronounce this correctly, so forgive me if my um, uh, if I don't do it correctly, but I'll give it a shot. Uh, Samois-Chersin, is that the correct title of the town you were born in? Yeah, that was nice. <laughs> Samois-Chersin. It's Samois on the Seine, the river Seine. Oh, okay. Now... That's a very significant town for music fans in particular because of bef before Surreal M.A. became uh, synonymous with that town, uh, there was another musician that preceded you. Yeah, it was. it's the town where Django Reinhardt used to live and where he's now buried. And there's a, a Django festival in his honor every year in the, in the little village. And that festival was very influential on your becoming a musician and just on, on you as a young woman growing up there, correct? Yeah, well, because, there, because of the festival, there, there would be a lot of gypsies that would come to the town from all across Europe in their caravans by hundreds and uh, they would come and set camp in the fields to, to honor Django during that, that period during in the summer and so when I was little I became friends with the gypsies and and I became fascinated with their way of life and just fascinated with how different their their life was and uh, and then fell in love with their music through knowing them I was gonna say you did a real cultural immersion yeah it was it was not the music that attracted me to them at first it's actually the opposite I just I became friends with them because they wanted to borrow my bike. I was riding bikes. I was like 12 or and and so I lent them my bike and then we we became friends and I just they took me to their campsite which is uh unheard of. They they don't mix. They don't let anyone in the campsite and so I was the only kid, the only non-gypsy kid allowed on the campsite and um and they loved me. They wanted me to come in their caravans. They wanted me to help them with, with filling out social security papers and, and this and that. And, and I, I got to really get to know their way of life. And for, for, for a 12-year-old kid, it's incredible when you meet kids your age who have never been to school. And you're like, but I can't come. I have homework. And they're like, what's homework? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I just I was just fascinated that they didn't even know what homework was and and I I became obsessed with with uh, you know discovering more about them and so that's when I underst when I understood their way of life the fact that they just live every day like it's their last they mm. really they're in the moment they're so in the moment they don't know what it is to uh 
to you know save money or anything like that it's just really day by day and I when I discovered that I realized their music was exactly like that and that's when I fell in love with their music I think sometimes listeners, when they hear the term gypsy, it's like this sort of broad term that, that people may understand or may not understand. In, in, the, in your experience... That's true. I think in America, it's, yeah. it's like almost a bad, a bad saying. I don't really understand that because it's a, it's a word in English and they don't speak English. They speak French. So, so for them, they can't be offended uh, by this word. Um, 
I don't really know how to call it. In French, it's called manouche. They're called manouche, mm-hmm. which which I think comes from Roma, which uh, because they were they they originated from India, and they were banned from India at some point. I don't remember why all the musicians were banned from India, and they started traveling, and so some of them stayed, um, you know, around Romania and. Uh, those are more like the klezmer kind of musicians mm-hmm. and then some went to the to spain and south of france and portugal those are more the the flamenco the gitanos and then those that went to the to france to north of france and germany those are the manouche those are the django django uh, kind of music which is a swing swing guitars Cyril M.A. is joining us here on Musicians Spotlight. Cyril, talking about the immersion in the culture, the gypsy culture there in France, my understanding is this is where you really started to sing. Is that right? So it was like in your teens? Yeah. Yeah, I I became really, really friends with uh, this particular gypsy. His name is Lumpy, and he he was teaching me the guitar, and in exchange I was teaching him to read. And um, and and one day his big brother, who was the virtuoso of the family, uh, asked me to learn a song in English. It was a song called Sweet Sue. And uh, and I I sang the song. It was my first time singing in front of an audience. It was the whole family. We were we were in a in a bus on the on the campsite because uh, it was raining and we didn't all fit in the caravan. So we went into this bus and the rain was hitting the top of the bus and and i just started singing and i felt i f- when i felt the connection that was so so much stronger than when i was pl- trying to play the guitar and looking at the guitar just i saw just the smiles on the people's faces and it just made me want to sing forever to sing more and more and so that's when i started trying to find songs that had lyrics which was difficult in the django repertoire there's not a lot of them and uh, and that's when I came upon Ella Fitzgerald, searching for words with uh, songs with words. This can be love because I feel so well. No sobs, no sorrows, no sighs. This can be love. I get no dizzy spells. My head is not in the sky. My heart will not stand still. Just hear it beat. This is too sweet to be love. This can't be love because it feels so good Yet I love to look in your eyes This can't be love because it feels so good No sobs, no sorrows, no sighs This can't be love, I get no dizzy spells My head is not in the sky My heart will not stand still, just hear it beat This is too sweet too sweet to be love. This can't be love because it feels so good. Yet I love to look in your eyes.
this can't be love. I feel so well. No subs, no sorrows, no sighs. This can't be love. I get no dizzy spells. My head is not in the sky. My heart will not stand still, just hear it beat. This is too sweet to be love. This can't be love. I feel so good, yet I love. I love, I love to look in your eyes. Surreal M.A. is joining us here on Musician's Spotlight. Surreal, in doing some research, you have this kind of juxtaposition of immersion in gypsy lifestyle and gypsy music, and you also have formal training as well. And that part of that was, if I recall this correctly, where you were studying, you were the only vocalist. So you were in there with all these instrumentalists uh-huh. and kind of that, that had a big influence on you as a singer. Is that right? Yeah, well, that was afterwards when I... So I discovered Ella and I fell in love with with this sound and the American songbook. And so I wanted to know more about where that came from. So that's when I came to America and I was I went to SUNY Purchase College, which at the time did not have a vocal program. Uh, but I still got an audition somehow. I think when I applied for the audition, there was still a vocal program. And by the time I got there, it wasn't. And so I, I got in, but I was the only I was the only singer, the only woman, and the only foreigner in the jazz program. Wow! And uh, it was it was a challenge. I learned so much from that. I learned so much from being surrounded with instrumentalists. Um, but of course, it was a challenge because uh, in America, I guess everyone kind of has. Uh, there's high school jazz band in a lot of high schools so all the guys in my class already knew how to read music but I was coming from nothing and I didn't know what chords were I didn't know what a flat major seven meant and so when the teachers started talking about this and as if you know you're supposed to already know I was left behind if I was trying to understand so I spent four years in college pretending that I could understand what they were saying when I was just relying everything on my ears. Wow. And I passed. (laughs) I'm sure I did a lot of mistakes, but I passed because I just, my ears were way faster than my eyes. I think that your immersion in that world of the instrumentalist, I I can hear that in your vocal delivery, I think. You know, one of the the quotes that, that is in your press bio, New York Times reviewer Nate uh, Shinan, I'm not sure if I pronounced that correctly, but wrote that she has a sweet girlish voice that she controls with a sniper's precision. <laughs> and uh, it kind of sounds <laughs> funny, <laughs> but I, I understand what he's saying. You know, you have a you have a great sense of attacking the note. You know, that is probably a little bit different, maybe than than a lot of vocalists. Well, thank you. I think um, when I started, uh, you know. When I discovered Ella and she blew my mind and I discovered scatting and improvisation and uh, I just fell in love with, with her energy really. That's what I fell in love with her energy and her virtuosity and just the joy, the joy of, of you know, the joy that she transmits when she's singing. But then um, I discovered Chet Baker scatting and 
I really was inspired by the clarity in the notes when he scats. Mm. And he's, you know, he's an instrumentalist. So I think when he scats, he's just super precise and knows exactly what note he's trying to hit. And I think that that, ins that um, had a lot of impact on me. Suddenly, something in your eyes I see Soon begins bewitching me It's that old devil moon That you stole from the skies It's that old devil moon in your eyes You and your glance make this romance too hard to handle Stars in the night blazing the light Can't hold a candle to your razzle-dazzle you Got me flying high and wide on a magic carpet ride full of butterflies inside. Wanna cry, wanna croon, wanna laugh like a loon. It's that old devil moon in your eyes. M.A. is our guest here on Musicians Spotlight, and she's calling us from New Orleans, Louisiana. Great to have you on the program. It's really, really fun to be able to talk shop with you here on Musicians Spotlight. Let's talk a little bit about Move On. I know it's your second most recent project, but this is the, the album of interpretations of Stephen Sondheim. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it was an incredible project to work on. I really didn't know where it was going to lead me when I first had the idea. I just really thought of it as kind of almost like, well, I don't really have anything 
anything else I want to do. I don't want to do a, an album of originals yet. Um, and I don't want to do standards because I've done that my whole life. And I kind of like this this uh, Stephen Sondheim guy. Let me dive into it because I had just discovered him. I was uh, I had been uh, hired to to perform in a Stephen Sondheim tribute concert at the New York City Center with the Winton Marsalis Orchestra, and um, the two female singers of the show were myself and Bernadette Peters, and that's how I got introduced to his music. So. Um, I just fell in love with his lyrics, and and so. I, I I wanted to see how many how what kind of other songs I could cover, and so I bought um, I bought the four volumes books of of Stephen Sondheim's music, and just read through it like a like a a novel, you know, like a a collection of short stories, and every time there was a a lyric that I liked, I would put a little check mark on it, and then. And then I went with, I took all those songs and went online and looked for the music to listen and then put another check mark on the ones that I liked the music to and then compiled a, exactly the 14 songs, the number of songs that's on, that, uh, that's on the album. And, um, and so when I was working on this project, it was a really intense moment for me, which is why it kind of, it kind of saved me. The move on title is really really apropos because I was when I was working on this album I was moving from New York to New Orleans so I was turning a big page in my life I had been in New York for 10 years uh, at the same time I was breaking up with a boyfriend uh, that I was supposed to move there with and uh, at the same time I was closing a chapter with a band that I had been p playing with for five years that we had recorded three albums together so I was kind of in all new territory and when I was working on these songs working on arranging them I I on purpose did not want to know where the songs came from I did not want to know what show they were from who was the character singing them uh, what was the context I just wanted to arrange them in accordance to what the song meant to me in this moment and so the result is a bunch of Stephen Sondheim songs that do not sound at all like, like the originals. Ever since I can remember I've had a secret dream in my heart Looking forward to the day I could start My climb up the path The path to the stars The stars of acclaim Applause and fame Acclaim, applause, and fame. We'll be back with more of our visit with Cyril M.A. on Musicians Spotlight. Welcome back to Musicians Spotlight. 
and our visit with Cyril M.A. Let me see the world with clouds, take me to the world. Out where I can push through crowds, take me to the world. A world that smiles with streets instead of aisles, where I can walk for miles with you. Take me to the world that's real, show me how it's done. Teach me how to laugh, to feel, move me to the sun. Just hold my hand whenever we arrive. Take me to a world where I can be alive. Let me see the world that smiles. Take me to the world. Somewhere I can walk for miles. Take me to the world. We shall have the world come true, we shall have the world. I won't be afraid with you, we shall have the world. Just hold my hand whenever we arrive. Take me to a world where I can be alive. This is John Floridas. You're listening to Musicians Spotlight, and I'm speaking today with Cyril M.A. She's calling us from New Orleans, and uh, again, great to get a chance to talk shop with you, Cyril. I wanted to ask you about songwriting, and I know the most recent, well, the tune that I know of that kind of caught my attention and made me think again about your songwriting was a recent collaboration with Jonathan Brooke, and she has recently been a guest on Musician Spotlight, kind of in a similar 
situation, as I was explaining before we started the interview, of uh, kind of doing a cold call with Jonathan and saying, hey, you want to be on the show? <laughs> and, uh, and then shortly after that, <laughs> saw this collaboration that you did with her. So I wanted to ask a little bit about that, but then kind of ask you more about your songwriting, uh, you know, your, your process and, and your philosophies about songwriting in general. Well, yeah, this that collaboration came about. Uh, Jonathan came by to my place one time in Brooklyn, and um, and we just started, you know, jamming together. And she started playing that guitar part that she's playing on that video that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And I started singing uh, the melody. And so then we had a melody and chords, and. And so this is an all-woman collaboration. And it's the first time that I actually collaborate with my sister as well. My sister writes poems for fun. And she had given me this poem. And I decided to adapt the poem to, to turn it into the lyrics of this song. So it's a, you know, it's a collaboration with Jonathan and with my sister. And, uh, and it's called Me Too. But yeah, that was the first time that I worked in this way. Songwriting, there's not really a, a one way to do it, you know. Um, I've written a lot of songs on using my looper, which is like a machine where I overdub my voice. And so I, I create all the instrument parts with my voice. I've, I've written a bunch of songs like that, like the song that I wrote called Nuit Blanche or One Way Ticket. But I, I've been writing songs on the guitar as well. I'm not, I'm, I'm not a guitar player and... For me, it's a little difficult actually to consider that I do play guitar at all because I grew up with so many virtuoso guitarists that I'm a little uh, insecure about that. Um, but yeah, I've, wrote, I've written songs in collaborations with my friend Wayne Tucker, who's a, a trumpet player in New York City. And usually when I write lyrics, I, I tend to write about something that's happening to me in real life or that's happened to me. You're a flirt, they say The looks you give, the games you play He says you saw it in your eyes You're expected now to spread your lovely thighs All your taunts didn't say yes, but you never said no. Walking in high heels, what do you expect? You're asking for it, you'll get no respect. You're begging for more, more than a glance. It's obvious in the way you dance. Single one of us. Please. 
too deep now, don't make it worse. Just get your coat and grab your purse. Just do what he says, don't make him mad. It's just one night and he's not that bad. You'll have to forget how you feel after all. You both made a deal. You did say yes, but you never said no. things that I really valued and this kind of gets back to singing a little bit but hearing how you uh, your vocal delivery in collaborating with Jonathan Brooke was remarkable I thought because it it just blended so well with her voice and and her delivery and it it just reminds me how versatile of a vocalist you are thank you (laughs) I love singing with other singers that's something I don't do enough and you know, it's not really a thing that happens a lot in the jazz world. It's, it happens a lot in the folk and, you know, country or, but uh, I love, I love singing with other vocalists. I love harmonizing and, uh, and there's just an energy and also, also being on stage with another woman. It's very special. I, before all of this happened, I was on tour with a lot with a piano, incredible piano player. Her name is Hila Kulik. And before that, I had been, like I said, for five years with the same band of two uh, incredible guitarists. And just to add a woman on the stage really changes the whole band. It just brings this different kind of energy. Cyril, do you remember the first song that you ever wrote? Yeah, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I do. Well, let's talk about that. I do. Um... It was, I wrote it for my sister's birthday. She was having a little party in the house. And, man, I don't remember how old I was, but maybe like, like, yeah, 12 or 13 or something. And it was on the, on a little synthesizer keyboard. And it went something like, Quand je me lève les dimanches, le petit déjeuner est déjà prêt. Mais ce matin, c'est différent. Tu n'es plus là pour m'accueillir. Uh, and then, on and on, there was a crazy parts and everything. C'est pour ça que je voudrais que tu viennes vivre ici. Man, I was 12, but it was about uh, something that I didn't know at all about. <laughs> about, like, being sad that my my man is gone. <laughs> well, that's the beauty of art, you know? You can... Uh be creative and try to imagine and just you know play with your with your thoughts yeah yeah (laughs) did you ever record that song later as an adult no (laughs) no (laughs) i don't know it sounded pretty good to me Uh, for a a 12 year old girl (laughs) 
<rire> yeah, maybe. I maybe have to dust it off. Je salue les mains dans les poches, le cœur dans la gorge. Une semaine m'a semblé un an. Il s'assit tout à côté de moi, ma peau commence à brûler et je cache ma joue rouge. Ses yeux s'allument, je fais la fière devant tous ses copains. Mais lèvres tremblent au souvenir d'une nuit blanche dans ses bras. Une nuit blanche dans ses bois, il fait de moi un gosse. Je me perds, je me perds dans son sourire. Il fait de moi une femme. Je me noie, je me noie dans son commence à se vider je suis paralysée je ne regarde pas il me met la main sur la joue mon visage est tout chaud et ma bouche est excitée ses yeux s'allument je fonds un temps je me sens si chanceuse
Cyril M.A. is joining us here on Musicians Spotlight. Uh, Cyril, I want to ask you also about the influence of pop music, and obviously that's a pretty broad term to use. I guess I'm thinking more of you know Western culture, pop music. That seems to very much be uh, a part of what you do. I know that one of your more popular interpretations is uh, Michael Jackson tune, at least one that I can think of. And I wanted to talk about, you know, that coming into, and certainly, you know, jazz musicians that you've talked about were pop, they were very popular in their, in their day, you know, Ella Fitzgerald and Sarah Vaughan and so forth. I guess I'm thinking of kind of like the post uh, rock era pop musicians and pop music. Can you talk a little bit about that influence in, in your work? Yeah. Um, I mean, I grew up with a mom that really loves to dance. My mom is from Dominican Republic, and she she always was putting music in the house. She was always organizing parties for people to come and dance, and and we would just put salsa, merengue, bachata in the living room and dance. And she would put a lot of Michael Jackson. We would we would uh, tape when there was live concerts on the TV of Michael Jackson. We would tape them and then rewind and play in slow motion and try to get his moves down. <laughs> so I grew up on Michael Jackson. And uh, and I just love listening to every kind of music. I really, my parents didn't listen to jazz. I, I, I discovered jazz through the gypsies, but before that I was listening to a lot of, you know, a lot of Latin music, a lot of French chanson. My mom loves French chanson and uh, and yeah, whatever was on the radio, and a lot of reggae, um, a lot of hip hop, and and I still listen. I'm still very eclectic to what I listen to nowadays. Yeah, and I'm going to quote another of your, you know, quotes from your press packet. Stephen Holden describes M.A. as a blend of Michael Jackson and Sarah Vaughan, and wrote that the saucy, curly-haired jazz singer stood with one foot in tradition and the other in electronics and that her voice has a tart, girlish chirp. <laughs> You've got some of the best quotes I've come across, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think when he talks about electronics, he's talking about um, the looper, probably. Sure. Well, and, and your interest in that makes sense, because I do know that I heard in another interview, and I believe, I want to make sure I give credit to the gentleman, I think it was Paul Leslie, was the gentleman that did an interview with you, and you were talking about um, your use of the looping and that one of the musicians that you would love to collaborate with would be Bobby McFerrin, who is certainly like, well, he's a walking composition in and of himself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's incredible. I actually got the chance to, I went to a show of his and um, at, at some point in the show, he always asks if someone wants to go get up on the stage and I was the first one to raise my hand. I had I was you know in front row seats because I knew that was gonna happen and I just wanted to sing with him really bad, and uh, and so I got up on the stage and we sang a blues and it was so fun, and after the show, I went to talk to him and I asked him if he would give me a lesson because I was about to go on the monk competition and and I told him I don't even care what price just I would love to to learn from you and he said just come to my house in philly no charge don't worry about it and so i went to his house and spent the day with him and it was incredible 
Oh, that's a fantastic story. I think you, you must not have done that maybe you know, by the time you had this interview with this other gentleman. That's, that's got to be a real thrill to be able to, to no. immerse yourself in his world. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was incredible. And I remember during the show, at the end of the show, he always does kind of like a question and answer because a lot of the people who go see his shows are singers. And so one of the questions was, what, 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 do you, what is the best advice you would give to a singer? And he said, just sing all the time. Mm. Sing all the time. Sing, you know, when you're cooking, sing when you're walking, sing. And when I went to his house and we were in his studio singing, at some point he said, let's take a break and let's go make some tea. And while he was making tea, he was like, he was doing exactly what he said was it was his best advice. Yeah, <laughs> that was him taking a break, you know. When the world is on your shoulder Gotta straighten up your act and boogie down If you can't hang with the feeling Then there ain't no room for you this part of town Cause we're the party people night and day Living crazy, that's the only way So tonight Gotta leave that nine to five upon the shelf And just enjoy yourself Groove. Let the madness and the music get to you Life ain't so bad at all If you live it off the wall You can shout out all you want to Cause there ain't no sin and folks all getting loud If you take the chance and do it And there ain't no one who's gonna put you down Cause we're the party people night and day Living crazy, that's the only way So tonight, gotta leave that nine to five up on the shelf And just enjoy yourself Groove. Let the madness and the music get to you Life ain't so bad at all If you live it all
Cyril M.A. is joining us here on Musician Spotlight. I have to ask, I'm, I'm hearing a bird chirping in the background. Is that a, a pet bird or is that a wild bird? No, that's a wild bird. Oh. I don't know. It's in the tree somewhere. That's crazy that you can hear it because it's not so loud from here. Huh. I'm just on my porch. I love it. I love it. No, this is, this is the reality of doing <laughs> interviews for Musician Spotlight with folks during during the pandemic. You know, you just have to be open to whatever happens. To be, what was your, your saying, being uh, uh, honest in the moment, right? Yeah, exactly. You're right. Just for fun, I have to ask that at, at some point I found you on Instagram. And around that time, I know there was a there was a big event in your life that I, I'm sure fans were were very interested in. There was a very significant haircut. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Talk about I, that. I, I cut my hair. Well, you know, I had been... Uh, for a month in December, I was in the jungle. I go into the jungle every year. I have friends who live deep in the jungle of Costa Rica. And um, it's kind of a therapy every time I go there. It's really amazing. It's just, uh, I'm just in the middle of the jungle by the river and basically meditating all day. And I had been there for a month and I had... I was learning a lot about myself and about how, you know, how we attach so much identity. Uh, we, we attach so much our, of our identity to external things, like, like being a singer, for example, is a huge part of my identity. And actually being in the jungle for a month before the quarantine helped a lot in, try, in, in detaching that, in not feeling like I'm losing my identity because I'm not singing anymore. But another part of I realized that I had been attaching my identity to was my hair. Not just me, but people around me. People around me uh, identify me with my hair, you know. In, in, in Spanish, my nickname is Colochita, which means curly girl. In, amongst my friends here in, in America, my nickname is curly girl. I mean, everyone just saw my hair and me too. It was, my hair was too important to me and to my career and to everything. So I decided... I want to cut it and and see who I am without it. And mm-hmm. it was very, very, very scary because I had never done that. And um, but it felt incredible. And and I'm I'm so glad I did it. I I I, I learned a lot from doing it. Uh, I learned that I can find myself beautiful even without my big hair. <laughs> and. Uh, and and yeah, I think uh, it's a thing to do. It was on it was on my bucket list, and I'm glad I took the courage to do it. Well, I would encourage listeners if you are curious, you can find uh, plenty of photos of of uh, Cyril in her her uh, uh, the hairstyle that she had for so long, and also some pictures of the the haircut. Uh, I believe on Instagram or or the or the website, either one. But thank you for sharing that that story. That's a, that's great, and it, I, I certainly know a lot of musicians who feel the same way in terms of you know how they're identified, whether it's a physical thing or just as musicians. Um, I want to remind listeners again, surrealmusic.com is the name of Cyril's website. I'm going to spell it again for listeners, C-Y-R-I-L-L-E, music.com. And that's where you can find out more information about Cyril and uh, her career and everything she's doing. And again, encourage folks to check out the Patreon page. 
And I also want to thank our little bird friend in the background there for being a part of our interview. <laughs> and that's uh, uh, great. And uh, again, say to uh, my, my fellow August 10th uh, Leo friend, thank you so much for being a part of our program and taking the time to call us from New Orleans and being a part of Musician Spotlight. I really appreciate it. Thank you, John. Thank you for all the, the, the beautiful conversation. Heaven. I'm in heaven And my heart beats so that I can hardly speak And I seem to find the happiness I seek When we're out together dancing cheek to cheek This is John Floridas. You've been listening to Musicians Spotlight. Our guest today has been Cyril M.A. If you'd like to contact us, you can do so through the Montana Public Radio website, mtpr.org, as well as through our own website, musicianspotlight.org. You can also find us online on Facebook and on Twitter. Our program is available as a podcast from those websites, as well as through iTunes and Spotify. Musicians Spotlight is a production of Montana Public Radio.